0: Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Hello, hello, Susie Petrozzi here. Welcome to empowered conversations, a place where you'll get inspired, where you'll be inspired to take action and um, action that's aligned with what's truly important to you in your life. And, you know, these have been the intentions of all the conversations that I've had with my incredible guest speakers. Um, Each one has certainly um, opened me up more to who I am as a person. Um, Each one has really. Um, I guess, highlighted areas of my life where I could do more, where I could change things. And in doing so, um, I become a better person. I become more aligned with who I am at the core. Um, And then as I take those actions aligned with what's important to me, I notice that things in life fall into place. Now, I'm not being a Pollyanna here. What I mean is that it becomes easier to discern what is important to me and know where I need to tone down the noise. And there's a lot of noise in the world. I'm sure you would agree with me. So I also hope that today's conversation, in fact, I intend for today's conversation um, with my guest speaker, who I'll soon introduce, does exactly that for you. Because what we'll be talking, what we will be talking about today, is um, incredibly important. So I want to welcome my um, very dear friend, um, Dr. Josephine Braid, who is a brain injury specialist. She's also a functional medicine practitioner practicing in Orange, New South Wales. And she's a mother. She is a gorgeous, committed, involved, um, engaged mother to three gorgeous boys. Now, um, always thinking about how to bring, how to empower herself her family and also her patients to take charge of their own health. Now I'll let Joe. Jo, well, I I call my friend Joe, but um, her full name is Dr. Josephine Braid. I'll let, I'll um, let her share more about that. So, Joe, welcome to Empowered Conversations. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Susie. I'm delighted to be invited.
0: Yeah. So, Joe, I've known you for, we've known each other now for probably over maybe between 12 and 13 years. And we have, you know, when I think about our friendship, I, I think about how, um, well, I guess we value a lot of the similar things, which has made us be um, had have a very um, deep and very open and very meaningful friendship. Um, mm. But I know that that's reflected also in your own life in terms of your own um, work, your career, your children, and um, and I know that the path to becoming you know brain injury specialist and then a functional medicine practitioner is not one without challenges not one without sacrifice and sometimes people who haven't dedicated that time um, may not have that full appreciation so I'd love to know more um, well I know about your journey but if you could share more you know about um, how you started out and what are you doing now with your life (laughs)
1: Sure thing, Susie. Yeah, I'd love to share my journey. Um, So I grew up in England, in Cambridge. I spent a very happy childhood there in Cambridge. And then I went to medical school at Nottingham um, University. So that was a five-year degree there. I did my year to get my um, medical registration afterwards and lined up a job in Sydney during that year. I came over to Sydney in 2003 um, and I'm half Australian because my dad's Australian. So I thought, great, let's see what it's like working in this country that I've only ever holidayed in. And it was wonderful. It was really good. So I... I came to, um, Sydney and after a few years, um, including doing a university, a university course, it was a diploma in Pilates, <laughs> just cause I was very interested in the human form and alignment. I thought, well, that was fun, but I'm. I'm not going to change to be a Pilates instructor, (laughs) I'm going to stick with the medicine. And so what was a similar sort of medical field where we look at the human form, and that would be rehabilitation medicine. So this is um, looking at gait analysis and biomechanics, um, as well as a very holistic biopsychosocial approach to health. So um, I then met you, Susie, in 2008 after I'd finished my my specialist training in that, Um, and I worked at St. Vincent's in Sydney for a few years running a spasticity clinic, and in 2014, Dave and I moved to Orange, um, which has been an absolutely fantastic move for us. Then I was pretty stuck in the middle of motherhood and um, we came here with a job available for Dave but it was a little bit harder for me to find my feet here and in 2016 after having my third son I lent into the field of functional medicine. So this is Um, an approach to health where you're really looking at cellular health. So you're looking really deep at how healthy a cell is and then tying that in with whole body health, lifestyle, possibly genetics um, as well. So it's, it's again, a very holistic kind of health, but we like to dive deep and really see um, how mitochondria are working and, Um, that each cell is really getting the nutrition it needs. So then I pursued a lot of training with multiple different schools of functional medicine in Australia, in America, and just in the last few weeks, I am the one and only doctor certified Mm -hmm. in Australia in apply, in the Applied Functional Medicine Certification. There's only two of us in Australia. I'm the only doctor, um, which is through the School of Applied Functional Medicine. So I now have a blend of doing uh, rehabilitation medicine, and that also includes my brain injury work that I do at Bathurst. And then I also have clients that want to see me just for functional medicine style approach to mm. health.
0: Mm. Two very, um, very important areas, brain and um, functional medicine, brain and cells, really looking at things right down to the, to, to their core, if you will. Um, Mm. And, you know, Joe, what I, what I've always respected about you is your openness to learning. You know, Mm. learning certainly about other fields, learning extending yourself within your um, specialty, but also learning you learning about yourself. Like uh, you've also one of the things you ever mentioned is that you you've also certified as a coach, um, Mm -hmm. and and no doubt that some of those skills come through when you work with your patients. I know that you're an incredibly empathic listener. Um, You really take the time to listen to to your patients. Now, all of these skills um, combined with your training now um, certainly continue to help you to, um, to help your patients in the best way. What is at the core of what you do and
1: why you do what you do? So Susie, why I do this work is because I want to empower others to understand their own health better. And in brain injury, we work as a team um speaking with people who have generally had um, an accident that has quite often been quite life changing for them. Yet, with uh, more knowledge, more understanding of of why certain things are different for them after injury i I look to really explain. Why the body has changed, or why the body is their body is responding in the way it is, and this really ties in well with the functional medicine of, approach as well. It's not didactic way of saying take this medicine and you will get better. And even I do recommend supplements, but I don't say take this supplement and you will get better. It's much more of a two-way um, understanding and. And a sort of self-responsibility and ownership for health approach with guidance and information and empowerment from myself and also the health coach uh, who I work with for many of my clients. So I would say it's empowering others to understand their own health and question, uh, question their own health with their healthcare providers to understand it more deeply, Susie.
0: Mm. um joe i can like i've experienced that hurt firsthand from you in in many of the workshops that i've been a part of you facilitated mm-hmm. quite a few as part of the retreat that i've run the empowered woman retreat but also um you know workshops that maybe we've collaborate collaborated in together or that you've run online and um the information that you share with clients or participants i've seen a lot of that information lead to aha moments um in terms of Mm -hmm. oh wow you know maybe not having considered some important information not maybe not having understood really the impact of um how we approach how we look at our body particularly the gut as you're saying so um you're very um uh, uh you're you're able to really distill a lot of complex information that's out there and present it to clients in um much more s- simplified version because the information that is out there can be very overwhelming i know that for me firsthand um but you know there's a lot of information in terms of I guess the starting steps in terms of looking after yourself. So, did you have anything you want to share on that? You know, you've often shared really great tips on that. What might you want to say about that?
1: Yeah, I'd like to just add in there based on what you were saying about access to information. And I think historically, medical patient or doctor patient relationships have been a bit like the doctor has the information. And the patient doesn't necessarily have that information. It's not mm. readily always given to them. And I think I really question that model of care of, well, how supportive is this? Uh, it doesn't really seem to bring people on board. And then they present as quite, in quite a vulnerable way in a clinical appointment. And they don't always question the inverted commas authority who they are. Uh, relating to and i really I really encourage people to challenge that and and i and i and I share my letters with my clients readily mm. because I want them to in an hour consult see those things that we discussed and and what the action plan is there rather than leaving empty handed, maybe not remembering all that we talked about
0: um however, thank you, you sorry joe yeah. i just want to i really want to acknowledge you Ooh. for sharing that and for saying that um because you're you're very much about um seeing the client as an agent of change as someone who mm. has has um well first of all needs to take responsibility and can do that in in a model which is so uh, the word that comes to me is archaic cake, archaic a cake. i can't even say it mm-hmm. now yes. but really old in and, and what you're encouraging is encouraging well empowering your patients to really challenge that and to to be part of the information exchange so mm. thank you for that yeah I appreciate mm. you sharing that
1: yeah my pleasure so if I get back to the other question you were asking mm. about starting steps for people um well, from what I've understood and learned over a few decades now I would say more of it more more recently um in terms of applicability mm. so just five things that I would think about straight up sleep 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 mm. so very important our bodies have so many functions that they do when we are asleep at night including for example in the brain there's a lot of um, clearance of sort of molecules that can build up through the day and that that clearing can only happen in the special sort of lymph immune system that we have in our brain it can only happen when we're not awake and when we're not focusing on a task And there are many other things that happen elsewhere in the body. I have a strong interest in brain health and sleep is so restorative and so important that uh, having a really nice sleep routine and an evening schedule and regular sleep patterns is is so important.
0: I can I can really attest to that, um, Joe. I know that mm. if I have, um, if I have say seven hours of sleep or even six and a half, um, mm. I can feel my body. My, my body amplifies areas which are more prone to. Um, Uh, you know uh, I I guess weakness so maybe it's my throat maybe it's um, Mm. my lower back I can feel Mm -hmm. that start to flare up Um, Mm -hmm. so I can yeah I think there's there's a lot of science already that really um, talks about that
1: Mm. yeah Mm. yeah hydration I would say is so fundamental so much of our body is water Uh, we Um, water, good, clean, filtered water is, is very important for us on a daily basis. I've been reviewing some learnings about bone health and there's actually a lot of water that we carry. Not what you don't carry, but even our bones certainly have water in them. So, um, good hydration with adequate amounts of water for your body is, is really important, really important for good cellular function and detoxification, um, So I'd say hydration, sunshine, you know, we're we're human beings with day-night rhythms and our bodies are very used to and expect to see the sunshine. So our pineal gland in our brain, which is um, just behind our eyes, responds to sunlight and it responds to darkness. And that is the gland in our body that makes melatonin, which is our go-to-sleep hormone. So if we continue to receive a lot of light, especially blue light from devices, which so has a similar wavelength to sunlight, our bodies do not yet think it's time to sleep. And so that melatonin Production is sluggish. Yet, if we uh, acknowledge the sunset and lower our lights, so we don't have ceiling lights on, but maybe you have salt lamps or um, lampshades that are lower down, that's much better and more conducive to um, getting that melatonin production, which is important for a good night's sleep. Mm. Cool. and conversely first thing in the morning getting sunlight without sunnies on into your eyes in the morning is a great stimulus for um the the cortisol production which we need a bit of to get our bodies going in the day and for the melatonin production to definitely have wrapped up there
0: and so and you mentioned without sunnies which is interesting because oftentimes we walk out of our homes and we mm. put it put put our sunnies on and so what does that yeah. do It stops the prevents the rays from, I guess, hitting yeah. the, the cornea?
1: Yeah, I think just for that more early morning light, so sort of pre-8 a.m., mm. it's mm. in our current um, time of the year that we're in, Susie, I think it's better to have a little bit of time without sunglasses mm. on. I was out walking at 6 a.m. this morning and I knew I'd face the sun on the way back. Yeah. So... what like 40% or sorry 60% of the walk I didn't have sunnies on but then I did put them on because I had the sun pretty well in my eyes mm, <laughs> mm. um yeah okay um, move, movement I would definitely say we we're, we're made to move movement is so important again for muscle bone joint brain heart lung gut health there's there's sort of no organ that doesn't respond well to to having daily movement in whatever form you take it. You know, it doesn't have to be super high intensity exercise necessarily. Gentle uh, yoga, walking, swimming can also be so good for Mm. so many people. And actually sometimes less intense and less cortisol producing exercise can be more healing and more beneficial for some people depending on their individual health
0: needs. Yeah, That's a really good point to, um, to emphasize Joe, because it's not movement doesn't have to be full on high intensity for everyone. Mm. 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 Okay.
1: And my final, my final point I would put about starting steps would be considering fermented foods. So I was just Mm. presenting last week on feasting, fasting and fermenting with one of um, our local fermenters here in orange and, um, and it's it's really supportive for our whole body if we if we ensure our microbiome in our gut which relates to our immune system is as well supported as it can be so how would that look it could be a variety of different things so we were tasting apple cider vine- vinegars uh last week and Taking a shot, a small shot, so it's about 15 mils of an apple cider vinegar, which is unpasteurized with the mother, mm. about 20 minutes before you have a meal, that's very supportive for digestion. Or you might be having a side of sauerkraut or kimchi um, or or like beetroot cement kind of thing mm. on your with your meal. You might enjoy a small amount of kefir or kombucha. You don't actually need to have a really big volume. About 50 mils is good. Or you may take a probiotic, which is, to explain about probiotics, they're actually like tourists or travelers in our system. They don't hang around for a long while, uh, but they can be quite um, antioxidant-supportive and immune system-supportive and supportive of your friendly gut bugs uh, if if you take them. On a regular basis, depending again on what your health needs are.
0: Mm. Um, it's interesting what you said, Joe. Um, I, I like the analogy of tourists. Um, I really like that, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and it really sticks, right? But it's interesting what you said about the um, apple cider vinegar fifteen minutes before. Mm. So is that to mm-hmm. help with digestion? Mm. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it helps in a in a number of different ways. So it's going to. Um, I believe, stimulates some gut, stomach acid production, Mm. which we absolutely need, especially for digesting protein, but really for any of the foods that we're eating in order to extract minerals such as zinc and magnesium, and also for B vitamins such as B6 and B12. And as I dive deeper into functional medicine, I see the, the commonality or the the very uh, pervasive, lack, often lack or decreased amount of stomach acid production that people have. And as we age, we naturally Mm -hmm. produce less stomach acid. So by just talking in a way to the digestive system and say, okay, food's going to be coming soon, let's start these secretions, Mm -hmm. then rather than If you see what I mean, that that wakes Mm. up the digestive system somewhat before we then eat. Mm. And it's got ferments in there as well, which is great for our system.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But that's why you'd be taking that a bit early.
0: Mm. Joe, I always learn something when I listen to you. So, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. Now, um, I that's like a little gift for us. Um, I want to know now back to your um, to your journey as you're, um, you know, mm. you're continuing to learn so much on a daily basis. Like you're always educating yourself, empowering yourself, mm. certainly through mm. your own work, but also outside, uh, you know, from so many other mentors and. Um, um, and teachers, um, tell mm. me what are you continuing to learn about yourself or about others, about what's important to you? I want to know mm. a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so a few things here. I would say really with passion, patience and persistence, we can achieve anything. And I, uh, I, I've i really worked hard with this Functional Medicine Geek Because I only started it straight after having my third child, which Mm. is slightly crazy in itself. But um, (laughs) all this study started as soon as this little guy was born, which was, yeah, very interesting. But it's, but it's been that persistence. And I, and it's, it's been like another medical specialization, definitely to, to really get this some of this info under my belt but I feel I'm in a vortex as well Susie and this is going to be for the remainder of my time that I continue to learn about this Mm. Mm. a second point or uh, keep going if you had a question but
0: uh oh no I was just gonna say well isn't that life and I love that you're that you acknowledge that that there's you know there's the vortex and then there's the (laughs) <laughs> the learning of it. Like, you know, yeah. the minute we think we know, we actually don't yes. know. Um and so I true. really, really love that your curiosity curiosity to learning and that persistence. You really do have this <laughs> sheep persistence <Yeah>. and determination. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, well go on. For then. me, for me, having the support of a tribe has been uh really really fundamental, especially as I've chosen a more non-conventional path towards functional medicine. Mm. So to to be in that sort of pioneer, um, not, not the traditional way of doing things, it's been great to have a very international team or tribe around me uh, so mm. we can be relating to each other in that way. Um, yeah, so that online connection, as well as phone calls and so forth, but the, those similar mindsets and openness and passion and drive has been wonderful to have a tribe uh, around me. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, the health coach who I've worked with for over two years now—I have never met her face to face—and she is in that other other nation of Western Australia, so I don't know quite when I'm going to meet her, Susie. But <laughs> yeah, um, one day Jill and I will catch up, which yeah. would be wonderful. Um, and then I was going to say, I really feel self-care is is vital for me to maintain a sustainable level of passion and also groundedness in. In what I'm doing, so
0: mm. tell um, me more about that. What's your what's involved in your self care?
1: So meditation is a big thing for me. I I get a lot from a guided meditation. Um, definitely, and I have done for a while some some form of movement, whether that's an indoor one or a lovely walk outdoors, or even you know in the garden with the kids. Is is absolutely great. Um, I mean, it, I think I've got everything that I've put up for my five starting steps. I <laughs> I really prioritize my sleep. I'm pretty boring in the evening. Come eight forty five, nine o'clock, I will be reading or journaling or mm. or listening to a, another meditation. Sort of in the evening, I like to start the day with a meditation and finish with one. Mm. And yeah, looking after my gut in what I'm choosing to eat every day. When I'm choosing to eat as well, that's another chat in its itself, anyway. Um, and then having the fun times as well. And I would say it was all a bit serious for a while, Susie. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Or, I hear you on that. Or, <laughs> all, all bit. When you're around your kids, you know um, yeah. there can be the lovely moments there. <laughs> We've <laughs> had many chats about this, Joe, haven't we? We have. We have about a year ago I um I picked up my violin again after somebody invited me to play in one of the orchestras in town. Mm. And I just thought, oh, how's this gonna be? Anyway, it's gone it's gone really well. It's been really uplifting yeah. um to to start playing my violin again and different opportunities have come up now cool. um for playing in a group, which has been really encouraging and a few performances as well which puts us sort of on the spot in a different way um, mm. yeah so so I feel that playtime and that um, a very mindfulness, very absorbed time to to do a hobby that I'm passionate about has also been really enriching mm. and part of my self care i 'd say as well Susie mm. I was
0: just going to ask what well, what has it done for you but you've you really have answered that question to have mm. something that is totally um, Un, well, that that is kind of separate. I mean, things are never separate, but that, mm. that it's not always about work. That our attention is focused purely on something just in that moment. And playing an instrument, violin, certainly, I can appreciate it. Not at that level mm. where you're at, um, but hey, I'm getting there. <laughs> I might, yeah, <laughs> I might play with you one day in Orange. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, I love that, Susie. Two sassy women, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Taking the stage in Orange. (laughs) I reckon, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. We're going to envision that stuff. Um, But, yeah, yeah, you know, to have something like that that is outside, outside of because the work that you do, the work that I do is about giving. Mm,
1: It's very much about
0: that. So to continually Mm. fill our cup. Um, we, things that we love, things that are important. And in a way that is, no, it's about me. It's about me first now. And I know that you mm. do that really well, or mm. you've learned to do that well as I yeah. have. And I continue, mm. I, you know, never, as we said, learning never stops. Um, so yeah, you know, and you've certainly inspired me in so many different ways in, in what you, what you do for yourself. I mean, you only went to India last year at the end of the year. Tell us about that. (laughs) Tell me
1: a little bit about that. Yeah. So, so that was a trip out to Varanasi to do um, yoga for a week with a whole group of Australians that, um, that traveled over there. We're from all around Australia to do uh, sort of morning and afternoon practices with some time out in the middle of the day that we could choose whatever we wanted to do, and it might be. And some days it was just to rest and just to allow our bodies to not have the busyness of what home life can be. We were just next to the Ganges, and we could look out of uh, look out from the balcony and just watch the very fast flowing Ganges um, behind behind the ashram we were staying in um we had it's quite musical as well lots of ceremony going on there so when we well we'd hear the music coming down or we'd walk around um the back streets and see um some ceremonies and smoke and fire and different things going on of an evening um it was it was great. Sometimes I didn't actually want to leave the tranquility of the ashram because it was such a special place. And we knew that when we got out into the street, there were tuk-tuks everywhere and mm. noise and and very, very busy with lots and lots of people. and. Now that I've moved to Country Orange, town, um, it's a lot quieter here than it is in Sydney, Susie. So I, mm. yeah, I, I sometimes didn't want to be in the hubbub of Varanasi city centre, but um, mm. it was it was a very. Different uh, holiday week there, and the the yoga was just amazing. And I was catching up with uh, my bestie from Western Australia, so it was nice for us to have yeah. lots of time to chat um, on travels together. Mm.
0: It was great. So uh, what a what a great opportunity. I know that you've given yourself um, you, you've you've travelled quite a quite extensively yeah. in the past, and you even lived mm. in um, in Scotland for how long? Mm-hmm.
1: We had a year in Scotland, yeah, yeah, in two thousand and thirteen,
0: yeah, yep. yeah. So you've traveled extensively, um, mm. and I'm sure that that's also um opened you up to so many different things, um, yeah, and shaped you and shaped your views. and mm. And so, on that, tell me a little bit about, given where you're at at the moment um in your life, what do you envision for your life here? Um
1: So I mean I do feel that 2020 has been an incredible year and uh, yeah if you're asking me about travel I don't quite yet know how that sounds Susie but in in envisioning my life going forwards um, I I look to to continue to do medicine differently and I'm going to call it but cuz i feel i do mm. you're right i'm i involve the coaching skills from 2011 mm. and there's more mental fitness training that i'm doing as well now that i'm looking to incorporate in my mm. uh, in in my work as i can um, i guess yeah i guess i really want to stay true to the True to the new wave of medicine that I feel I'm doing that, that gets really, most of the time, great results rather than, than not getting to the root cause of why something is imbalanced. This is the point of difference of functional medicine is that we look to the root cause of imbalance, which most of the time is Food relates to food choices, toxins, and stress. And once we start working on whichever one of those is the main priority, then we start seeing changes occurring. Um, and then my my other vision for the future would be to leave the world a better place with benefit from my contributions that I've made, Susie, to mm. the world in whatever form that is. Mm. I love that,
0: and you're already doing that, Joe. I I can mm. guarantee that. Um, mm. people, Orange is very lucky to have you. <laughs> Sydney misses <laughs> you because we used to do. We used to collaborate. You know, we used yeah. to do a lot of things here and we we hope to have you as a consultant um but yes. orange has the preference mm. of that
1: <laughs> and we're very <laughs> we're very you know happy for orange um well, let's see how things go i mean the world is so well connected now and i think exactly. what this year has taught us and yeah. um i feel I feel more confident in a virtual world, and I think other people feel mm. more confident discussing their health in a virtual world. The yes. challenge is doing a physical exam because I do certainly look at mouth the mm. mouth in quite deep, a lot of detail. That's the gateway to the gut, so mm. I find out a few things from that and. Um, yeah, that that's the only challenge with a with a virtual world. But there are ways we can overcome that with having another healthcare practitioner in the room with the mm. client and so forth. Susie, oh, that's interesting. I do interesting. feel, yeah, I do feel. Um, I, I'm I'm looking to to be available. Uh, Internationally, Susie, I don't think we need to stop in Orange or Mm. New South Wales or Australia.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, because you'd be able to definitely help a lot more people. Mm. So how can people find out more about you at the moment?
1: Sure, thanks. So I've I've got a website um, which is Braid Health um, and I'll give you some links for the show notes. Mm. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, and then I've got clinic here in the new Bloomfield Medical Center opposite Orange Health Service. That's where I consult out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise I'm in Bathurst, but that's brain injury specific work that I do there. So yeah, this is where I am. And uh, I may I may start up some more webinars. The other year I did a lot of online education through webinars and mm-hmm. maybe in 2021, there'll be a bit more. uh, space to do some more of those maybe we'll do something again together Susie you know it it works well when we do do a a workshop together.
0: I think that would be wonderful Um, but what we what we've both acknowledged around that is I think you and um, myself and I'm sure a lot of other people you know have really taken a step to look at what is working what feels Absolutely aligned and giving kind of space for things to really naturally and organically um, uh, grow and, and, and to happen. Mm. And I know that, you know, the minute you mentioned that, um, you mentioned about that collabor- collaboration, that is just so aligned, mm. you know, mm. to to offer to women mostly because that's kind of yeah. who we've been catering. Um, you and our colleague Bernadette Payne who does styling, mm. I mean it's like three areas that really empower women to feel great about themselves and to take control of their life health you yeah. know mindset empowerment yeah. through how we feel and then through how we show up how we um how we dress how we style and you mm. and I value that and you know but, mm. so um there's a definite crossover, and I look forward to doing that um with you sure. then. You know when we feel when we feel called to do that, and I yeah. feel like that's probably closer than what it has been maybe since beginning of this yes. year. Yeah, yeah.
1: I agree, Susie. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, okay. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you for those um, for that information. So. Sure. Um, Joe, any last um, kind of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners around their health, or mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be health? Could be just messages that you want to leave them with.
1: Sure, um, I would say a big learning has been to make progress, not perfection. Mm. Working on that um, has. Has been quite lightening, um, I would say, Susie, yeah. and and I would encourage people to become empowered in understanding their own health in whatever route that takes for them. Mm. Um, but really, to to understand mm. your own health, and then that's going to pay off in dividends.
0: In years mm. to come. Yeah. 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 And you've got some great information on your website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, are there mm-hmm. any other resources that you would recommend in terms of, um, yeah. educating
1: sure. oneself on that? Yeah. So, um, the school of applied functional medicine, mm-hmm. who, um, I got the certification with. they, Tracy Harrison is the lead educator there. She, And on Facebook, she does a monthly one hour um, video on a different topic and Mm -hmm. they are full of information. And I've often referred clients to her different topics, including depression, including arthritis. She's just done one on bone health recently. Mm. Um, So that's just an example of um, getting a bit more of an idea of that functional medicine approach to health. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Great, thank you, yeah. Joe. Um, wonderful. Anything else that you were going to share? No, that's it for today. Thank you, Susie. Mm. Thank you, mm. Joe. Love this conversation with you, and um, look forward to um, look forward to collaborating as always, and just enjoying our friendship um, for years to come. <laughs>
1: sure. Many, many thanks, Susie. Pleasure. Thanks
0: for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrosi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful, and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations.